The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. Well, the free agency is upon us, and things are happening, things are popping, and there's a lot of confusion over this CBA agreement and what's going on in the uncapped year. We're going to try to clarify that here and more on show 267. Well, Ritter Nation, before I get into the show, I just want to say this. I've put my money down. That's right. I bought tickets to this season. I don't know why, but I did, and I'm there. I will be there. <laughs> I keep saying I'm not going to do it. Well, i done it, and I got my seats back, and we'll be sitting there in the seats watching this season. The 2010 Oakland Raiders better be better, better be better, than they were last year, the year before, the year before that, the year before that, and the year before that, even. Because this Raider fan is getting a little bit pissed. So, what's on the show for today? Let's check it out. Jovan walks! Jovan Walker takes his walker and leaves the building. Thank goodness we'll hit on that. And here's one for you. Love me! Tender, love me sweet. Yeah, we're going to find out who we put tenders on and what that means exactly. Uh, We're going to go ahead and go over the CBA agreement clear as mud. We have to hit on that because, well, I'm not real sure of how it works. I'm a lot better now than I was before, but not too much better, really. (laughs) So when I'm done, you'll know exactly what I mean. Okay, Joe Vaughn walks. All right, Raider Nation, Javon Walker has left the frickin' building. In the likes of Randy Moss, which actually played, at least on the field anyways, looks like he played, Um, D'Angelo Hall. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on of dysfunctional free agents we've had here in Oakland and the millions, and I mean millions of dollars, thrown right down the crapper on these wastes of times. Yes, Javon Walker, who sat on the bench like a pouty little baby, biatch. Earns $14 million for the 2008, 2009, 2000, 2010 series, of which he played in eight games. He caught 15 passes, and that's it. $14 million. That's what he walks away with when all is said and done. What a colossal waste of time, waste of money. I don't know if there was talent there. But we never got an opportunity to see it because he was either injured or emotionally traumatized, one or the other. Why he didn't play his original season last year, he wasn't injured. I don't get all the particulars. Maybe they had to pay him more money. I don't know. They should have cut his goat-smelling ass a long time ago. We've all wondered where this guy is. 
in our trio of receivers, DHB being a colossal flop last year. We were I kept thinking, where's Javon Walker? Why don't they play Walker? It was all over the stands, all over the boards. Where is this guy? He finally just people gave up on asking for him. And here he is, gone out of the building. Well, we saved a little bit of money, but just like Raider style, just of recent years, the past seven, a colossal waste of money. I mean, come on. For his money, everybody could have got a discount in their seats for crying out loud. That would have been a better way to spend this money for show. Well, Javon, take a walk. Because that's all you've been doing since you've been here is walking. You certainly haven't been playing. Nice talking to you. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Thanks for nothing, pal. And let's hope this is a lesson to Mr. Davis. We don't need Brandon Marshall either. He'll be another colossal pain in the ass. And I don't think we should take him. I hope he's not looking at him. But you just don't know about Mr. D. Anything is possible. Love me tender, love me sweet. Never let me, let me go. go. You have made my life complete. And I love you so. Unless I go over your cap, that's for sure. We're talk about uh, what we got going on as far as our free agency goes, and who we've picked and who we let go. It's another head scratcher here in Oakland, so let's hit on that right now. I have to thank Dizzle Damon for thoughts from the dark side. Great article, check it out. Uh, it gives you a little more insight to what's happened here in Oakland in the last couple months, but. We have Gradkowski sewn up, which is a good thing. Richard Seymour has put on a franchise tag, so it seems to me we're doing some slow but sure moves. But then there's some moves that are typical Raider head scratchers. Now, your guess is as good as mine why these things happen. I'm not the only one who has issues on what the team does in the offseason, but this year, an uncapped year where our Cap is not going to be affected by releasing players. It's just amazing to me how the Raiders do business. It's amazing to me on a team who's committed to excellence and wants to just win, baby, have an uncanny way of doing things that just don't make any freaking sense. As in the high tender for Stanford route. Granted, Rout has come around as a free safety and done better than he has his entire life as far as a professional football player. However, a first and third round tender, please. He could have been safe with a second round tender. Why did we use the first round tender on him? I just don't get it. I know no one would go after him with that second round tender, so I don't get that at all. Here's another thing. When you have Kirk Morrison, arguably the best tackler on our team for the past two seasons, going in as a third-round tender, you know he's going to be picked up by someone. I know that's going to happen. Why get rid of the two bookend linebackers that have worked so well in our defense when we're looking for that middle guy? 
The outside linebacker position is great for Kirk. He's good that way. We just need a monster in the middle. Why should we shed Kirk Morrison, a great Raider, him, his family, everybody loves the Raiders. Uh, don't let me get me started here. I'll go to Fargus in just a bit. I know that's what you're thinking. With a third-round tender. Un-freaking-believable. Why would we let him go? I understand that we need to shed some money, but come on. There's other players that we could definitely shed. Morrison is not the guy. <clears throat> but, mysteriously, second-round tenders were handed to Thomas Howard, which is apparently the best thing, I think. It's obvious that Howard's a great player, and the same tender should have been given to Morrison, I think, because we need both those guys to solidify our defense. We need someone in the middle. Good Lord. Now, they gave the second-round tender to Ricky Brown, which showed flashes of excellence. He's a good linebacker. However, he does get hurt. He gets hurt quite a bit, actually. And then here's the one that blows my mind. We gave his second-round tenure to John Kondo, a long snapper. Why the hell do we give a second-round tender to a long snapper? Your guess is as good as mine, but I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. <laughs> Why the hell will we use that on this guy? Well, there you go. There's some of the head scratchers here in Oaklandville. I don't get that at, <laughs> at all. I'm still scratching my head right now as I'm talking. So here's the not-so-funny part. We cut Justin Fargus, who's arguably the best Raider on the entire team, the most character, the most caring, the most giving, the, the guy that carries the Raider banner the highest is kicked to the dirt. He's 30 years old. Granted, that's true. Now, he did share snaps with Michael Bush and McFadden, who are up-and-comers, younger guys. However, McFadden seems to be a little fragile. He gets hurt quite a bit. Fargus does get hurt as well, but not quite as much as McFadden for being his age. And I, I don't get the fact that he failed his physical. Where did that come about? I don't understand that because I'll guarantee you he'll get picked up by somebody uh, as a backup runner or maybe even a first runner um, as far as a running back goes. And I, I just don't see it. Uh, Fargus has always been a true blue Raider, uh, won the commitment to excellent award twice. That says a lot because the fans really like Justin Fargus and the fact that he's going is a bummer. And uh, the fact that he's going this way and this cloud of bullshit is typical Raiders crap, which I don't get when you have a player like this who puts his heart and soul into your team and then shows it, and then you shit on him. That is so typical Al Davis. I don't get it. While you pay Javon Walker millions of dollars to sit on the bench and collect you know, the pine in his ass. Uh, then you then you just kind of push Justin Fargus out with some bullshit failed the physical crap. I just think that's so classless, and it just shows the office of the Raiders, the front office, and how the cutthroat business of the Oakland Raiders continues to go on. The brainless, mindless idiots in the front office making shitty, stupid decisions. I'm sure it's based on money. 
but give me a freaking break. Cornell Green has been signed by the Bills. Um, they took him away. Thank goodness. I'm glad he's gone because he was a shitty tackle to begin with. And it shows me that perhaps, now I don't know, of course, nobody knows what the Raiders are going to do. But here's one thing that doesn't fucking pisses me off. Khalif Barnes is retained for another year. Khalif Barnes, who was injured most of the season last year, I believe he played like eight games, was a shitty tackle. A shitty offensive tackle. And I used the word shitty plainly and obviously many, many times because he blows. He was like a turtle on his back most of the times, an open door, made Mario Henderson look like the superstar. I just don't get this. I don't understand the Cleese Barnes signing at all. Another mystery head scratcher that I don't get. Now they let Greg Ellis go. <clears throat> Greg Ellis is... Of course, the defensive end from the Dallas Cowboys who picked up for a year, and he's gone. He had some injuries. He really wasn't his his normal self. Um, so he's out of the NFL. I'm sure he's retired from the Raiders with some, some money, of course. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So here we go. Since we cut Walker, we're looking at Chaz Schillings, John Lee Higgins, and Darius Hayward Bay and Lewis Murphy. Now, Darius Hayward Bay is a project and should be third, fourth, or fifth string and not be even involved in the first string activities, although I have a bad feeling that he's going to be showing his ugly hands of stone first thing in this next season. I just don't get I don't get the Kirk Morrison thing. Um, and so, you know, we're left here, of course, Raider Nation, with another offseason of head scratchers. Uh, you know, even when you get players like Javon Walker, Devan D'Angelo Hall, Randy Moss, and you have such great hopes for them, and they come into the organization and just drop a big steamy Buick uh, right on the middle of the carpet, I just don't get uh, the fact that here we are again losing players like Fargus and Morrison that are actually good players, um, and I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. So... I'm just hoping that in this uncapped year, which is very much like the uncapped years of old that Al Davis really did a lot of magic in, that he has a plan. He has a plan to bolster our offensive-defensive line, that we're coming into free agency, maybe looking for some diamonds out there. There's, uh, there's some good players that are available, and I haven't heard any rumblings from Oakland yet, and maybe they're just waiting to see what the market will bear. It's a weird season. You have to admit that it is a very strange season. There are players that we could take. Uh, A.J. Hawk is one of them out of Green Bay. Uh, definitely could take him. He's available. It's just a matter of how much we want to pay. There are other players out there that we could take. We could definitely bolster our offensive-defensive line. There are some linebackers available that could fill the bill. But then again, you never know what we're doing. We never know what we're thinking until all is said and done. We'll see our way up to the draft. We're going to pick on that here pretty soon because it's coming. The mock drafts are already out. They have, uh, you know, this Taylor Mays character. Please, he is a loser. I will say this to anybody who thinks Taylor Mays is the man. I think he is a piece of shit. He's fast. He's strong. He's big. And he is a pussy. He is a pussy 
to the bone. He won't take a hit. He won't go in and take a hit. He is by far the wimpiest defensive back of all of them that are choose from. Please, we don't need this guy. Mark my words today. Taylor Mays is a POS and is not worth a penny. And he's going to ask for all the money, and he's not going to play. Trust me on this one right here. That I will guarantee. A shitty defensive back. Uh, There's no doubt. I've seen his film. He doesn't take a hit. He doesn't hit anybody hard enough to make any damage. He's just a pussy. That's all I'm going to say about that guy. And that's all I'm going to say about this free agent debacle so far. Let's hope the Raiders have a plan. We can only hope. And just a little rant. We have a tight end visiting the Oakland Raiders, a Anthony Becht, a 31-year-old tight, tight end, blocking tight end, visiting. What the fuck is that? We don't need a tight end. We have two very good tight ends right now. But this is typical Raiders horseshit. Why are we even having him come to Oakland? I bet we sign him. Uh, you know, I don't get it. I just don't understand why we have positions that are already filled by great players. We continue to pad those players. I don't understand. I guess I never will. And that's some bullshit in my book. Why? Okay, that's enough. All right, Raider Nation, bear with me on this one. The CBA agreement, the uncapped year, I'm going to try to do as best I can to unconfuse the confused. However, you have to understand that I am very confused. (laughs) Not quite so after this article, but it's still clear as mud to this Raider fan. But let's just hit on it and see what we can do to clarify some of the things that are going on behind the scenes and why this free agency is such a weird year. First, let me thank a PFT, ProFootballTalk.com, for the information that I gleaned from their website. It's full of good stuff. Check it out. It's a great site. So, why are we in an uncapped year? Why did the owners decide to delete the contract or nullify the contract early? Well, let's get into that first. Every contract uh, since the free agency started has had a sunset clause that actually ended the cap. Uh, every year, that was an, a kind of a nudge for the players' union and the owners to get together before an uncapped year and, and uh, put together an agreement. And every year, then, henceforth, the players have gotten big money. The owners have reluctantly let them have it until this season. The owners got together in an owners' meeting and decided enough was enough. Millions and millions of dollars going out to rookies that could or may not be worth the money. Uh, There's other things in the agreement that the owners didn't like, and they had had enough, and they are the ones who X'd the rest of the contract for this year, 
Thus, that's why we're in the position we're in, because the owners have put their foot down. A lot of people said in speculation that the uncapped year would be a frenzy for free agents. Money would be flying from the skies and all that. Well, in this agreement, there's some caveats for new players and old players. There are things that kick in if you're over six-year veteran or under a six-year veteran. There's a lot of if, ands, buts, or what's in this contract. So that's why the free agency actually is kind of staggered and, and stagnated a little bit at this point. Some teams feel free to spend all the money like the Chicago Bears and teams like the Oakland Raiders are holding back, waiting to see what happens. This is my speculation, of course. If I haven't confused you enough, check this out. The salary cap of $107 million was a minimum that the salary should be paid for each team. Well, guess what? With this agreement null and void, they can go way below that. In other words, teams can elect to cut big, expensive contracts for contracts of a lot less in player salary, thus saving them the money that they so desperately feel they need. At this time, the players actually get 59.3% of the total gate uh, coming into the NFL's uh, coffers, which is a lot of dough. They want more. The owners are putting their foot down right now, and it's ugly. It could be ugly, could be so ugly that it could be a strike next year. This could be ugly for everyone, mostly ugly for the fans. Okay, so several teams have off the record have said they're going to apply a false or a self-made salary cap, which actually turns out to be a, a, a budget. So they're going to budget for their season for the money that they have. Well, that that says to me is teams with big bucks like Dallas, um, well, the Redskins, of course, uh, uh, the Seahawks that have an unbelievable amount of cash behind them can go out and grab whoever they want and pay whatever they want, actually, and build a team like that. That's what Al Davis did back in the day, and uh, that's what can happen now. The Raiders would be in a bad state if that occurred because Al Davis has no money. It's obvious he has no money. He's been selling chunks of the team the last several years, and so we're broke. Um, So, you know, the league itself, the owners themselves – are in a conundrum. And what that means is they want the salary caps to go down. They want the salaries to go down. They want their chunk of the pie to be bigger. However, they still want to win football games because that really, ideally, is where your revenue stream comes from, from an NFL franchise. So they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Either they don't play for good players and have a shitty season, or they go right out of their pocketbook and spend all the money to try to bolster their wins to bring fans into the fold. What are you going to do? I look and see at owners like Kraft from the Patriots going out and spending some money. I see uh, Snyder from the Redskins going out and spending a lot of money. Uh, the Seahawk owner, whatever his name is, could definitely come out here and spend big dollars. And Pete Carroll is just drooling at the fact that they're going to be able to pick up some great free agents this year and not worry about the cap. Because that's been the concern of all the years before here that you could not go over the cap. Well, guess what? There's no freaking cap. 
I see this year as being a real challenge to the owners, more so than the players. If the owners can keep it together and stay on the bottom line and try to keep the cost down, the cost will go down to a point. However, the greedy little bastards, which I know they are, the winning little bastards, which I know they want to be, is going to show this season who really means business. Now, (laughs) the owners can't do anything about the other owners. They're just trying to keep their costs down. And for owners that have no limited funds, that's no issue. You can see that that what's going to happen, and I see it's going to happen this season. Owners with a lot of money are going to spend a lot of money. Owners with no money are not going to spend money. There's been talk, of course, about the revenue sharing not happening. That went to court, mind you. And the court sided with the teams with the less money, and they made the richer teams share the money because it was a contractual obligation. Thank goodness for the Raiders because we got some of that money because we're one of the more broke teams in the NFL, and we needed that money from that agreement. But you can see how the rich guys are already starting to position themselves to take everything and take no prisoners, and we're not in a good position right now because of our winning history of the last seven years. Our revenue is way down. I believe we are the last revenue team in the NFL, the 32nd, I believe now, as opposed to the 28th two years ago. So I hope that clarifies something. Let's move on to another subject on the same subject. (laughs) Is that clear? That's what I thought. Now to throw in a real confusing item. This is what's going to happen here to some of the unrestricted free agents. You can only be unrestricted if you have six years or more in the league. So you have less than six years, you're screwed. They can offer you a basic tender and keep you. Unlike years past, no matter how many years you had, they had to offer you either a franchise tag or a huge contract in order to keep you. Well, now, if you have less than six years as a professional football player, they could slap a two, two tender, a, a two second round, third round, fourth round, whatever they want, tender on you and keep you. So in other words, if you're the San Diego Chargers and you are Sean Merriman, he only has four years in the league. So they just give him a tender and let him go. So they can keep him very cheaply as opposed to having to pay him a huge contract salary contract. And that's what's happened in the league right now. There's a lot of players with less than six years of experience that were going to be able to get away and make their money. Well, guess what? (laughs) That's not going to happen, and that is a bummer. Will the players hold out? Probably. The disgruntled players are definitely going to hold out, maybe uh, not go to camp, uh, maybe not go uh, do all the the preseason meetings and all those things, which are going to hurt the team really essentially. Um, They're going to hurt the fans. And, you know, this is going to be a fucked up year, to be quite honest with you, because we just don't know who's going to be happy and who's going to be upset. It'll all come to fruition before the first kickoff of this 2010 season, I am sure. Uh, But stay tuned because there's going to be some disgruntled mofos out there and definitely some disgruntled Raiders. And it's not good for the team. It's not good for the fans. It's not good for the game. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. All right, let's go on to the next thing. The Great Eight. The 
Not that things are already confusing, absolutely. Here's something else in the mix that (laughs) kind of baffles me, but whatever. It's called the Final Eight Plan. And the CBA places specific restrictions on the ability of the Final Eight teams, the ones who are in the playoffs, the Ravens, the Colts, the Jets, the Chargers, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Saints, to sign players. Now, there's two distinct levels here um, in this final eight. The Colts, the Jets, the Vikings, and the Saints cannot take an unrestricted free agent unless he is traded or, or another team gets him, and then he's available. So it has to go through one team's hands to go to another team's hands to go to their hands. Kind of interesting. It's a convoluted thing. I know it's it's confusing, but it's one of the big factors in free agency this year because those final eight teams, the best teams, are going to have a hard time getting the high-dollar guys, which is good for the rest of the league, um, which kind of puts a, a, a hamper on the, the teams with the most money so they can't just go out and cherry-pick the best players in the league. That's one relief we have so far. Now, it's not really clear that they can't do that, so we'll just have to see how things roll because this agreement, like I said, is very confusing. Now, the final eight teams that I just talked about can take people who have been dropped completely, like Fargus, LaDamian Tomlinson, Westbrook. They're all available to those guys. It's just a matter of how much they want to pay. Now, can they make trades? Yes, they could trade for anybody. That's something they're free to do um, with any team in the NFL. So, you know, those final eight isn't a super restriction. It does allow them, actually allows other teams that are lower in the ranking to have some some control over their player personnel uh, so that everybody doesn't just run off the ship uh, as they would if they had an opportunity to get the big bucks, if you know what I mean. All this really leads to the bottom line. Will there be a lockout or will there be a strike? It's not looking good, NFL fan. And Raider Nation, we could be stuck in the middle of, well, what we've been in twice so far in the NFL, a lockout or a strike. Uh, The owners at the end of the contract year will be able to put in whatever they want. They could write their own contract and then hand it to the Players Association and say, well, that's what we're willing to do. The players on their own could say, well, we're not able to do it, we're not willing to do it, and we're not going to do it, so we're not going to show up. And in turn, of course, the owners would say, well, guess what? The building's locked, so you're locked out. It looks like an ugly situation that couldn't get any uglier. All we can hope for is that there's some movement somewhere and uh, cooler heads will prevail. However, with the loss of Gene Upshaw, uh, the real mouthpiece of the of the players with this new attorney who uh, seems to be making a name for himself as being a, a donkey, in other words, an unmovable object, uh, this could be an ugly next couple seasons. I don't know what this is going to do this year. It looks like it's very confusing, uh, along with the the final eight debacle and uh, the uh, the unsureness of the future of the NFL. Teams aren't willing to put out that kind of money, uh, really, for players. 
Uh, the trade situation, people are going to stay at home, I think, and, and there's going to be a lot of speculation and not a lot of movement. If I were a player, I'd like to stay put, keep my contract, put my head down, and see what happens. I think that's what's going to happen this year. That's why there hasn't been a lot of movement. Um, I believe that the Raiders won't make a whole lot of moves in the free agency because of this, and uh, we'll just have to see. But that's why things aren't happening, folks. That's why you're not seeing a whole lot of things go on. Chicago went crazy. Chicago Bears just used up all their draft picks to pick up players off the free agency, hoping that we're going to come to a deal here. But, you know, that's just one team. We'll see how it works out for them. And we'll just see how it works out for us because I don't give a shit about them. <laughs> I do give a shit about the Raiders. We shall see what happens. Uh, I just hope for a better O-line and D-line. I can't worry about this contract crap. However, I hope I clarified some things up for the Raider Nation. Uh, it's as clear as freaking mud to this fan. I just see a very perilous end of this season and a lot of question marks for next season. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, let's hit the bone line. Side of the bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw your bones here, folks. This is the time. Because the CBA agreement and all this horse shit that's going on with the Raiders, the player situation, uh, the uncapped year, all that shit, you got to put it out there, man. You got to put your questions out there. Hopefully, we can answer them. We got to have some answers, partner. And uh, your questions come through here at the Raider Nation podcast. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Who do we got on the line first? We are my good friend and great pontificator, Juan Jorge. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Juan Jorge. Just calling in. It's been a while. Just thought I'd call in and then give my thoughts on a few things that I heard on this last podcast. And uh, I wanted to comment on a few things that C Money said. And uh, one of the things he said is that he's uh, pissed and that he doesn't want to have Tom Cable as their coach. Well, I ask you why. Why, why. why do not want to have a guy who has his team um, going in the right direction, who has his team fighting hard, has his team um, playing hard? Now, Tom Cable does need help. He needs help from Al Davis, and he needs help um, from his his own coaches, his coordinators. And he needs more talent. He needs he needs players, and he needs players that don't just run a fast 40. He needs players with the with the damn noggin. Now, firing Tom Cable would do us no good whatsoever. We need continuity on this team, and we need someone um, who uh, is a leader of, of men, and, and, and that would be Tom Cable. I think he has us going in the right way. Um, now, if Al Davis tells him that Jamarcus must start, we're screwed. I'll, I'll give you that. Jamarcus is in. He's not going to be a good quarterback, um, even if he does start next year. Maybe if he's lucky, he becomes decent, but he's nowhere near Gretkowski's level, and that is for damn sure. Tom Cable is the right guy for the job. No one wants this job under the type of management we have. So if it's not Tom Cable, it's um, Jim Fossil or Kevin Gilbride, and those two guys are retreads. We don't need them. They weren't good head coaches. When they were a head coach, they sure as hell ain't going to be a good head coach under Al Davis. Now, for all the Michael Vick um, 
all, all the fans of Michael Vick. Let, let me tell you a little about Michael. He was never even that good when he was with the Falcons. He is all flash. Or let me let me make, let me uh, recorrect that statement. He was all flash. He was not a pocket quarterback. He was a scrambling type of guy, and occasionally he made some good throws here and there. He would not be under any circumstance a good quarterback here in Oakland. Gretkowski is the guy, not Jamarcus. I would not want Michael Vick as a quarterback because he wasn't even that good when he played for the Falcons. He's on the back end of his career. He's looking for a team who needs a quarterback, but he has a second chance at life. We sure as hell don't need the circus that comes along with him. After watching the Michael Vick Project, it's a very powerful show, and um, I, I think he's getting a little more respect from people outside after him serving some time and doing a little more things in the community. He still has a far, far long way to go, but I still don't think he needs to come here to Oakland. I don't care who you are. He's not the guy. I'd rather have Charlie Fry be our starter than Michael Vick. Or we have Gretkowski. We don't need nobody else. We just thought I'd call in and um, share my thoughts on those two areas there. I can't wait for the season. Hope you guys renew your tickets. Uh, I know I did. Um, it wasn't very easy because every time I call in to make a payment on my season tickets, I just get flashbacks of Jamarcus fumbling or throwing interceptions or, or getting sacked. And it's just tough. It's tough to see your bank account get thinner. But I am a Raider fan, and I don't know what else I'd be doing on Sundays when the Raiders are playing in Oakland besides being in my seat. This is Juan Jorge, and I'm out. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, Juan, about Cable. I think Cable is our guy. I think going any other direction would have been just too much for this team to take. Uh, would have been real demoralizing for the players that have been here and uh, wouldn't have helped anybody new coming into the building. I think they're willing to play for him. I think they got a play caller for him, although I'm not happy about the uh, signing of Hugh Jackson. However, uh, it is a step in the right direction or a better direction, let me put it that way. And Fossil and Gilbride are both dead horses as far as I'm concerned, and uh, we don't need either one of those guys. We need, actually, a really good coach um, of the caliber that won't come here, like you said. I understand that. And so does the rest of the Raider Nation. Let's just talk about Michael Vick for a second. Vick had opportunities as a Falcon to take that team to the next level, and he never got it done. Um, he's a flashy quarterback. He's got a lot of great plays in his, uh, uh, in his history, but he hasn't had a real great season in his history. Uh, it's hard for him to be a leader after the debacle he went through, and the circus is an understatement. When it's, uh, when it's applied to the Oakland Raiders, it magnifies any kind of history you had, uh, and we would never hear the end of the Michael Vick dog crap here in Oakland, especially if we're not winning. Gradkowski is our quarterback. I see that as being the case. The fact that they're bringing Jeff Fatass back is just a, a monetary situation. Man, I wish they would cut him this year. This is the best chance they're going to have to cut his fat ass unless Al Davis sees possibly next year being a better year to cut him. Um, the fact that he's making all this money makes me sick. He is not worth the time or the effort. 
that the team is putting into him. However, I guess we're stuck with his goat smelling ass until we finally cut him. I hope. Uh, would he be better next midseason? Would be great. Cut him by the bye week. <laughs> That'd even be better. Uh, I think that Al is going to try to insert him somewhere this year. And yes, I did put my money down. Unfortunately, I'm. It's like a disease. <laughs> I just can't get away. <laughs> and what are you going to do on Sundays, man? During football season, I'd be jonesing for some football. I'd buy tickets anyway. I know myself. I know how I am. I'd be out there scalping or buying some scalp tickets, whatever. I'd be sitting all over the stadium every doggone game. So, uh, yeah, I put my money down. I'm hoping that this dead horse comes to life somehow and we pull out a decent season somehow. That would be my wish. At least wins at home. At least eight wins. And our house would be okay with this Raider fan. Thanks for the call, Juan. Always a good call from you, my brother. We have my very good friend and a longtime listener here and contributor, the Virginia Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? It's the Virginia Raider. Um, yesterday was when we put tenders on, I think, seven of our players. It was, it's no gray area for me either. I liked it uh, for one particular player, I didn't for the other. Um, I like putting a second-round tender on Gretkowski. People around the league like Bruce. I, I think he's a leader as far as the starting quarterback goes going into the offseason, but they're going to give DeMarcus every chance possible to win it. So I don't know what to – we'll have to watch for that later on into OTAs and, and uh, camp. But – Anyway, I like the second-round tender on Gradkowski. Thomas Howard got a second-round tender as well as uh, Ricky Brown and Kondo. Um, I like the move for Kondo. I think it's key to have good special teams, and I think we have the best in the league. And you, you got Sebastian, who's one of the better kickers, who should have gone to the Pro Bowl this year, especially over Kading from San Diego. And uh, Leckler's the best punter in the league, if not of all time. So... Uh, I like Kondo. He's he's a key part of the special teams. Howard, I, I like him. I think we might might have should have put a first round tender on him. I think he's key to the linebacking core. Ricky Brown, I like. I think they put a second round tender on him because the Morrison's kind of falling out of favor. They put an original round tender on him, which was a third. I like Kirk. He's he's a very personable guy, but. That's not what this league's about. you got to perform on the field. I know he's led us in tackles, but he's just not been that dominant. Ray Lewis type, even David Harris from the Jets. Uh, David Harris isn't anywhere near uh, Ray Lewis, but he still he goes up and he, he gets his sacks and he gets his stops on, at the line, not at the second level where Morrison's getting the majority of his tackles. So I think Ricky Brown might be in. I'm sure somebody will try to get Morrison. I'm sure we won't match it. That'll be a third-round pick uh, that we'll pick up from somebody most likely. And I think we put a fifth-round tender on Chris Morris. Um, I like him because he he can play up and down the line on each side at every position. So I like that. Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted that we're probably going to release Vargas and Gerard Warren before they pay the roster bonus um, in the next few days. 
Warren can go as far as I'm concerned. I don't like him. Uh, I like Desmond Bryant behind him. He was a rookie from Harvard last year. Uh, he's kind of small as far as weight goes, but he's 6'5". If he could put on a few pounds, he'd be really good, I think. And Fargus, he's, he's an ideal Raider. Um, he gives it his, his all and always has. But I think he's he's kind of falling out. And I, it had to happen because we need to give Bush the ball. I think Bush needs to start. We need to have McFadden uh, not starting but getting 15 touches a game and Bush carrying the load. So, um, I'm not going to argue with those moves. As far as the draft goes, um, right now I'm extremely scared of Bruce Campbell because I think he's the next Oakland Raider. It's like the the, the Greek god sculpted him. I mean, he's, he's beautiful as far as uh, muscle and, and physical, athletic. He's a specimen. I mean, he's it's crazy, but... Um, as far as talent on the field, I, that's sketchy. I don't know. I don't. I don't really like like the idea of bringing him in because I think he's a guy that I have to sit on the bench for a year to learn how to play. So um, I need somebody that's going to help me right now, especially for Oakland. So I like Rolando McLean, but I doubt we'll go defense. We'll go offensive line. I just hope we go for a guy like Anthony Davis from Rutgers, or if Russell Okung's there, maybe go for him. But I doubt he'll be that far down. Um, anybody but Campbell, because I think we could get Bruce Campbell in the second round. So, anyway, that's all I got this week. Peace. Well, you know, I'm love talking to you, man. I love listening to the Virginia Raider because he always comes out with some pretty good positives. I don't agree with the John Condo thing. I think long snappers, I think we could probably do pretty well with that. <laughs> um, but maybe I'm wrong. Our special teams is good. We did solidify those guys. Uh, Morrison, I think, is a great outside linebacker. Once again, uh, a lot of the fans think that he's he's not and he's, he's fallen out of favor. But I'll take it, Ricky Brown is an injury-prone son of a gun. He hasn't really played without an injury since he's been here. The jury's out on Ricky Brown. I, I think Morrison is a proven commodity, and I think we need a monster in the middle, um, like a Ray Lewis type. And that would just – it would just – Clean up the entire linebacking court. You wouldn't hear another word of complaints from this Raider fan if we had a monster in the middle like a Ray Lewis. Um, but I don't know, man. Morris is not getting the love. Someone's going to give him the love on the third round. I can tell you that for sure. I'd love to see McLean or Davis. Uh, but I'm seeing Gam- Campbell, man. Uh, I hope we don't do it either. We don't need any projects here in Oakland. And I'm, I'm thinking that we might end up with a project as well. But it's kind of strange here too. You guys, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is a very weird and strange off season for the Raiders and every other team. There's so many things that are possible and so many things that are impossible. So let's just look and see what they do. I'd sure like to solidify our offensive and defensive line big time. It's looking like we might be going that direction, but we've seen it before. As long as Taylor Mays doesn't end up in the silver and black. I'll be a happy mofo, that's for sure. Thanks for the call, my brother. We are Little Raider from East Oaktown. Man, it doesn't get any closer to home than this character right here. What you got to say, my brother? All right, what's up, Raider Nation? Little Raider out East Oakland was happening. What's up with this Stanford route? I mean, come on, the first round and, and third round tender, a backup? 
I mean, come on, man. What's up with that? And they give Kirk Morris in the third round tender. I mean, I ain't got no problem with that. You know, we could, if somebody picked him up, we could use that third round pick. Make us have three picks in the third round now. Now it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a bad move if we pick up a restricted free agent with the third round tender too. Since we got two picks, you know what I mean. And um, I say if Tim Tebow was available in the third round, I say I say we got to get him. I mean. You know, he's either do or die. You know, he's either going to be a bust or he's he going to be the next, you know, big thing in quarterback. And um, what's up with Clancy Pendergast or whatever? You know, he left the Raiders. But you know what? I ain't even mad about it because, you know, he went he went to Cal. And, you know, I like Cal. That's my college team. And, uh, yeah, I know you see Javid Bass ran the uh, fastest 40 times at the Combine. Too bad, too be, too bad. We already uh, said that running back, though. You know, and uh, I got another thing on the draft. Um, it wouldn't be a bad move if we moved down. You know, we could get McLean later on, like 15, 14, 13. You know, I think he still be available. And uh, what I want in the draft, it maybe won't happen. But here's what I want: um, move up in the draft and get. Um, Sue or uh, McCoy, I think Bradford's going to go one. So we can even move up to second and third. That wouldn't, hey, that wouldn't be nothing bad, right? You know, get Sue in the draft and then sign Peppers, a free agent. Oh, now, now wouldn't that be tight? Peppers, Sue or McCoy with uh, Seymour and uh, Tommy Kelly. Hey, that that'd be tight right there. You feel me? That'd be that'd be one hell of a line right there, but you know, I wish it happens, but maybe not. Maybe I don't know. And um, yeah, fuck all you Raider haters out there. You know, come to the town. You ain't gonna do shit like one set. <laughs> little little joke right there, but yeah, Raider Nation was happening. I'm out. Little Raider East Stoking was happening. Well, you got a lot of good things to say, my man. And I'll tell you right now. First off. The Stanford route tenure is a head-scratcher. I don't get it. They could have put a second on him and called it good, but they had to slap a first. Yeah, he did better last season, but come on, man. You know what I mean. And Morrison, I'm telling you guys, we're going to miss him when he's gone. Third round's not much for him. Someone should take him. But if they don't, it's a good thing for us. We should keep him. Now, I don't know if we're going to get any more quarterbacks because Al is all gun-shy about that, but I like Tim Tebow. I don't think he's going to be around at number eight. Honestly, I think someone's going to already pick him up. I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for, and uh, the Raiders should pick him up if we can go down and get him. I don't think they will. I think uh, McLean would be a good shot, too. Uh, we'll see if we can pick him up, too. You know, this this is a real weird season. It's a real weird season for free agents and draft picks. I just hope that we concentrate on the basics. We need offensive line and defensive line help. Peppers is gone. He made a whole lot of money in Chicago, and uh, that's going to be that's a that's a done deal, unfortunately. But he's gone. So uh, as far as your bag goes, I think that's a damn good joke, man. A sack, a single sack of what? That's what I'm talking about. That's pretty funny, man. Thanks for the call. Thanks for being involved here, the Red and Nation. You know, well, you know what we can say to the haters. Yeah, that's right. 
All righty, who's next? We have Lou Dog from sunny Southern California, where it's been raining a little bit, partner. What you got to say, brother? Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Lou Dog from Southern California. Uh, I just got done listening to the latest podcast, and I had to call in because I noticed the uh, minimal callers on the podcast. Uh, I know it's the off season, and you know there's really not much going on, but in reality, there's a lot going on. Our coach acquisitions, as far as uh, offensive coordinator, I'm gonna touch on that subject. Uh, I think it's good and bad. Good because we finally get an offensive coordinator, somebody to take the play calling away from Coach Cable, so now he can concentrate on getting these punks straight and hopefully uh, concentrate on that offensive line because when he was a uh, offensive line coach and Lane Kiffin was our head coach, the offensive line didn't do that bad. So hopefully he could bring them back up to a performance level. And uh, Hugh Jackson hopefully can do something with our offense as far as play calling. But the bad part is that Jamarcus Russell will be our starting quarterback. Even if they bring Gretkowski back, he's going to be a backup. No doubt about that. Jamarcus Russell is Al Davis's franchise quarterback, the face of the franchise, supposedly. So, uh, you know, he knew that one was coming with the hiring of Hugh Jackson. So uh, I'm going to leave that one on a positive note, and hopefully that Hugh Jackson can uh, turn Jamarcus Russell around and actually do something with that punk because he needs help. He needs help in a bad way, and he's on my team, on the Raiders, and I am part of the Raider Nation. So I'm going to go out on the limb, Raider Nation, and say that I hope he gets his shit together. As we've all seen, he has uh, flashes of uh, being a good quarterback, and he has flashes of being a sorry quarterback. So hopefully he can turn his career around and get that shit in the right path and get us some Ws next year. Um, as you all know, the NFL scouting combine is underway. So that means that... Uh, draft predictions and mock drafts and all that crap's going on right now. But I couldn't help but noticing one of the so-called draft experts doing their uh, mock draft. And when they got to the Oakland Raiders for the first time, (laughs) it was actually surprising to me that the person actually said that it is too early to predict the pick. So that means that these fools have learned their lesson from Al Davis, and I try to predict what we're going to do because you know damn well Al Davis is going to go against the grain. There's a lot of talent out, you know, right now, especially on the offense and defensive line, so hopefully we can uh, pick up some players there because we desperately need them. And as far as our free agents go, uh, I know we got a couple of defensive players that are going to be free agents. Uh, the only one that I am also concerned about is our linebacker, Thomas Howard. Uh, hopefully we can retain him. Um, and I'm not too sure if Kirk Morrison is also going to be a free agent. not too sure about that one. But if he is, uh, he needs to step his game up because he hasn't really been doing much, even though he's been the leading tackler. But 
he's done it good that way, but then again, he's got burned plenty of times also. I want to ask all of you guys to uh, take a little moment of silence and remember one of our, in my eyes, one of the greatest uh, current Raiders that have, has now been cut um, as of today. Um, if you can please just take a couple seconds of silence to remember Justin Fargus. Well, um, I read the news today. Justin Fargus has officially been released by the Oakland Raiders, and as you can hear from the sound of my voice, I'm not too happy about that. Yeah, he's he's already 30 years old. He's a veteran running back, as they say, and 30 is uh, is a shelf life for a running back. But you know what? In my eyes, he brings more than just just uh, you know himself to the game. He brings his attitude, his his work ethic, and his experience. You know. That might have been something the Raiders could have looked at, keep him around, and help uh, Darren McFadden and and um, Michael Bush out, you know, with their work ethic and you know some advice as far as running back goes. And as you all know, the punk ass Dischargers let go of number 21, the Raider killer, Ladanian Tomlin Slow. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Man, this fucking team, I can't believe them. And we thought we were bad. Shit. How could they just let go of a Charger legend? That's a slap in the face to every Charger fan. You know what? And I make sure I'm going to tell those motherfuckers. That's a slap in the face to every Charger fan. And those little comments that he made about him not wanting to be a Raider. Fuck him. Fuck Tom Linslow. He don't got the fucking balls to be a Raider. He couldn't hang with us. Fucking punk. The only reason he was a Raider killer because he had to run from us. He didn't have no choice because if one of our Raiders got a hold of his punk ass, he knew what was going to happen. Look what happened on that Monday night game when that punk got popped and he fumbled the ball. He wasn't the same since. Anyways, Raider Nation, I just had to put that in there. Kind of excited about that, so we'll see what the AFC West looks like next year. All right, I'm out. I'm afraid what you say about uh, Jamark ass Russell is probably true. They're going to come put on some fake bullshit kind of competition, and he might miraculously come through. We'll see. I hope that he does improve. But Hugh Jackson's no uh, hes no box of Cracker Jacks, man. He is nothing. Uh, he didn't do much with Flacco his second season. Uh, and I'm glad that they did get some help for uh, – for Cable, but, man, real in reality, he didn't get much help at all because Hugh Jackson, I don't think he's all that. Uh, last season showed exactly what he was, and they went downhill very rapidly with him at the helm. So uh, I got nothing nothing but uh, we'll just see but question marks for this guy, and I'm afraid that we are not rid of the curse of Jamarcus the Skittle, man, Russell. Yeah. Now, the draft, of course, they're saying they don't know what the Raiders are going to pick. Of course they don't. Uh, Taylor Mays was exactly what that was. Taylor Hayes, I call him, because he's just a Hayes. He's a lot of flash and no substance. I hope we don't pick this piece of shit. We don't need him. We don't want him. And I'm thinking maybe Al's leaning towards him because of his speed. Uh, But, man, we took route. We gave route all the money, so I'm hoping we just don't take him. Let's hope not. 
Let's hope for some offensive, defensive line help. And Tomlin Slow is out of San Diego. The tearful goodbye was a little too much for this Raider fan. Come on, man. Pull up your sack. You know what? They dumped your goat-smelling ass, and the tears are some bullshit. And the fact that he don't want to come to Oakland, don't bother this fan at all. Because I'll tell you right now, we don't need his goat-smelling ass. And uh, nice talking to you, LaDamian. LaDamian, you know what? Your tears and your tearful bullshit won't be missed by this Raider fan. Good riddance. Good luck. Goodbye. And the release of Justin Fargus is an emotional bummer for the entire Raider Nation. If I, I do say so myself, I'm sure I speak for everyone and I say Justin Fargus was the man. He was a true Raider. He played like a Raider. He held his head up like a Raider. And he'll always be a Raider in my book. It's a shame we had to cut this guy. But uh, that's what happens in the NFL, unfortunately. Uh, th- same thing's going to happen to Morrison. And I know you guys don't think much of Kirk Morrison. I'm telling you, man, we are going to miss him insanely. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, you watch and see. No one's going to fill his shoes on the outside. On the inside, maybe, but not on the outside. Thanks for the call, Lou Dog. Always a pleasure. And we have Obi-Wan Reader. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Obi-Wan Raider calling you from Houston. Uh, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, just want to give you guys a shout-out. I just got back in town, finally got a chance to get caught up on the podcasts uh, from the end of uh, January, pardon me, middle of January up until now. Um, great, great job editing on that, Raider Greg and Raider Randy. You guys did an awesome job. It's partially time to celebrate, boys. We already got rid of Javon. I can't catch anything but a fucking fist in my face, Walker. And we got rid of Cornell, beat my wife with a mop handle green. He got signed by the Bills. Thank God there's two people we don't have to fucking see anymore on our team. With this being an uncapped year, I want to urge all Raider fans to write letters, do whatever you have to, send a text message to Al, whatever. Drop Jakarkis Russell right now. That's a fat, fucking, slobby bastard that we don't need on our team. It won't affect us with this year being uncapped. Get rid of his ass now. I don't give a damn if they can get Colt McCoy in the second fucking round, but get rid of Russell. Put all the crappy players where they belong on the fucking streets or riding somebody else's damn pine. One love, Raider Nation. Out. Can I talk? Raider Nation, I love your... What is it called? Team. Team. And it's the best team ever. And we got three rings. Raider Nation is awesome. That's my little boy, Matthew, the youngest Raider in the household. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. Right you are, my friend. We need to cut the fat ass. Jamark ass. Or do you want to, whatever you want to call that guy, it would be a great time to do it. I mean, um, but Al won't do it because he doesn't want to admit that he was wrong. And that's just the way that goes. We're stuck with that piece of shit for at least another year. 
because uh, next season could be uncapped as well, and we might, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just pray that he is just as shitty as he was this year so that we can just get rid of him. My f- greatest fear is that he shows more flashes of greatness, uh, just enough to keep his goat-smelling ass in the locker room. That would be my biggest nightmare. He's a loss. We should cut him. Ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, it's great that Green and Walker are gone. Thank goodness. That's pretty funny about Green. <laughs> That's pretty funny about Walker. Only oh, could catch a fist. And Green is part of the slap a tribe or beat a tribe or whatever. That's pretty funny, man. And your kids, whoever that young person was out there on the Raider Nation podcast, uh, Bone Line is young and upcoming Raider Nation, and we got to take our hats off to that young man uh, for having it go down. That's great. Great take here on the Raider Nation podcast, Bone Line. We got to love the new Raiders coming up. We encourage all Raider Nation to call in, and that was very special. Thank you, my brother. Who's next? We have the Bloodline Raider. Welcome, brother. Hi, Raider Greg. This is uh, Bloodline Raider. I ain't called in in a minute, but uh, I just wanted to hit on a couple things. Uh, First off, I love the podcast, and uh, man, keep bringing it. I listen to it every time it's out. And uh, anyway, thanks. Uh, first thing we released: uh, Fargus, Ellis, uh, Quinnell Green, and Javon Walker. Now, the the first two, you know, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit because the effort these guys put in, man, it's like what what us as Raider fans want everybody to play like, give it all they got and everything. But <clears throat> I'm not gonna bash on it because I get tired of everybody bashing on the Raiders, man. It's, you know, it gets old. On the, on, the, on the upper hand, though, Green and Walker, real glad. Walker was just taking up cap space, which there's no cap now, but still gives us money to, you know, work a little bit with what we got. And uh, Green, thank God he's gone. No more false starts, killing drives and holding, whatever. And uh, anyway, the main reason I'm calling is uh, me and my wife are going to Oakland for the first time. We live here in Amarillo, Texas. And uh, we want to know, like, a good place to stay or uh, somewhere where we're kind of, like, in the thick of things. Like, we want to check out the Ricky's Bar y'all talk about. And, uh, you know, where we can go and be around Raider fans, go shopping at the Image or something like that. Because, you know, everything down here is Texans or Cowboys, you know. And uh, we're going to stay somewhere maybe close to the stadium and then close to, you know, what Raider fans do down there, man. But, uh, anyway... Let me know in your next podcast uh, what's going on with that. And uh, my wife's going to call in here when she gets home because uh, she's got a pretty badass story to tell y'all. We're both that hard. So, all right, man. Raider Nation, one love. Later. Well, you know, the Raider Nation seems to be unanimous on the, the Fargus and Ellis situation. Ellis had to go because he's just old and injured. And Fargus, he didn't want to pay him the money. I guess that's what it was. And, Maybe he wasn't re- willing to renegotiate. He already did once, so good luck to him because you know he was a consummate Raider. Ellis played like a Raider, too, all out. And as far as Walker and Green go, Green can take a walk and so can Walker. Uh, both those guys are a waste of time and money. 
So hopefully I cleans up enough money so Al can spend it on some good, better players this year. We shall see. Uh, it is a funky year. Like I said before, we'll see what happens. And as far as staying in Oakland, uh, the Holiday Inn there on Hagenberger Drive is a, is a place where a lot of people stay. Um, there's also anywhere on Hagenberger, there's a couple of hotels, but Hagenberger's the key because that's in the middle of it. So if, if it's right there by the stadium, it's right there by the airport, it's close to Ricky's, it's close to all the action, you're close to the city. So uh, that would be my suggestion. Uh, anybody in Raider Nation want to throw something out to them, be my guest. You can also email me at RaiderNationPodcast.com. And I'll, I'll send you back an email of hotels I suggest that you stay at. And uh, I, I welcome you, my friend. I welcome you. Make sure you uh, get a hold of us here at the Rain Nation Podcast before you get in so we can hook up and have some beers, have some drinks, and uh, maybe meet up at Ricky's. That's always fun for the Raider Nation, especially you guys traveling from far away. Uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate all the Raider Nation that uh, comes on in here to the bone line. And those of you that are listening... And I haven't talked yet, and we got on here, get on the bone line and shout out to the Red Nation, especially this offseason, because you know we're all jonesing for some football. Thanks for the call, my brother. We have a first-time caller, Bloodline Raiderette, and the women are in the house, and I do mean woman. <laughs> Hey everyone, um, I'm a first time caller. This is Bloodline Raiderette. My husband is Bloodline Raider, and they call us that because we have matching Raider tats. Um, he wanted me to call and tell y'all about a, a funny story that happened to us this last weekend. Um, we live in Amarillo, Texas, and there we are just swarmed by Cowboys fans. So um, last weekend, me and my husband decided to go out and have some drinks. And we decided to get all decked out in our Raider gear, just filling it. Um, uh, anyways, so we went to the bar, and as soon as we walked in, everyone started talking trash. And we just kind of ignored it and laughed and, you know, haha, whatever, went along with it. Um, and after a little while, uh, everybody started having a little too many drinks on them. And the bouncers had to come and tell everyone to cool it and to, to leave us alone. And um, and right after that happened, this guy came up and with his girl, and he started talking trash. And his girl looked at my husband and said, "Raiders suck." And I just, I guess, I got pissed. But I looked at her and I said, "What?" And she said, "Raiders suck." And I just punched her out in the face and she fell. Anyways, um, I I don't think she's gonna be saying uh, "Raiders suck" to any of us anymore. And um, I just thought that y'all might want to hear that. And uh, here's to Michael Bush carrying the next 1,500 yards. Peace. First of all, let me thank you for the call. It was beautiful, and it's a great story. It's a great story that the entire Raider Nation needs to get behind. These folks went out in super hostile territory and laid it down. Actually laid her down, and she became a member of the Slap-A-Hoe tribe. Because you know that was a hoe popping off? And she shut that pie hole with a pop. I love it. I bet you the bar just exploded. <laughs> this one, I got to know, man. You got to call back and let us know what happened afterwards because that's what happens. And I bet you nobody gave you any more shit and nobody will in that club. I am positive. Great job. Way to represent the Raider Nation. And when you guys get up here in Oakland, you are going to love it because there is nothing but Raider Nation here at the Mecca. 
You have to understand. Make sure you get a hold of us here at the Red Nation Podcast so we can party down before the game in the parking lot. You know how we roll. Check out the videos. Thanks again for the call. And we love when the Fen Fatales of the Raider Nation break it down here on the bone line. Not enough of you in here, so get you in here. You know what I'm saying. Thanks for the call. And thank you for representing the Raider Nation out there in hostile territory. We love it. We have another first-time caller, Raider Sonic, or should I say Sonic Raider. Yo, what it do, Raider Nation? This is your boy, Sonic, and here is the Rated R Review. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a god. Mr. Two-Yard Gain, Mr. Fall Down After Running Straight Into the Defender, Justin Crash Test Dummy Fargus is no longer with the team. There is a god. Also, in other great news, Mr. Fall Start After Every Third Down When We're in the Opposing Team's Half of the Field, Cornell, Mr. Flinch Green, is also cut. And can you believe the Buffalo Jills picked him up? I mean, and then saying that he provides veteran leadership? I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, he's a leader, all right. A leader in getting false starts at the most inopportune times. And we also cut Giovanna Walker who was a total waste of money by signing. And um, he should have been gone a couple years ago. But now we just let him run the bench for some reason. I mean, I don't know. Also, when are we going to cut Mr. $60 million man, Jamarcus Russell, who is allegedly getting treatment for lethargy or whatever the hell it is? Seriously, that guy did it all onto himself. I have no sympathy for that guy. That dude needs to be cut. But we know Al Davis, you know, thinking that he's still a great player. You're right. Get out of here. Jamarcus Russell can't do shit. Until next time, this is Sonic with a Rated R Review. Much love to Raider Greg. And the Raider Nation podcast. I'm out. See you next time. Peace. Well, my brother, I have to agree with everything except for the Justin Fargus. Uh, I understand your two-yard, running to the back of your own player kind of thing, because he's done that before. But, man, he's put on some shows in Denver. Uh, I I go on the list. He's done a lot for this team. And I'll tell you what. He plays like a Raider. He is a Raider. He represents as a Raider, and I am not happy that he's gone. Uh, however, I understand why he's gone, uh, but, man, we need that kind of character in the locker room. You cannot compare him to Cornell uh, Gang Green, man, because he was just a, a fungus on the team, False Start City, and, yes, Jamarcus Russell should have been cut this season. But you know what? He's Al's boy. What are you going to do? We're stuck with him for at least another year. 
Thanks for the call, Sonic Rada. We look forward to some more, and thanks for the props as well, my brother. We have a very good friend of the show, my good brother, L.A. Raider. Hey, Raider Nation, it's L.A. Raider calling back on the bone line. I just called, uh, you know, with my opinions and uh, uh, suggestions what we can do. First of all, um, I'm glad we, uh, you know, that Cornell Green's no longer with us because he was never – you know, the greatest offensive lineman, so the Bills could have him. Um, Javon Walker, glad to see him go. Now we don't can't spend any Al's money and go to Vegas again. You know, him and Giambi were spotted in Vegas this off season, talking probably how many steroids they popped. Uh, and uh, Ellis, I was surprised him go, but then I read it was because of his knees. But, you know, it's a good thing because we got Scott and Shaughnessy coming up. You know, personally, I think we should put um, uh, we should put Seymour at defensive tackle since he's played that position before, and put Scott and Shaughnessy at the ends. But that's me. Um, in another news, I saw a video at the local news on Jamarcus Bustle saying that he's got an addiction to lethargism, which translates to he's addicted to being lazy. Oh man, that's that's the last straw right there. If I was out and I found out about this. I mean, he's only like 23 years old, you know, that, that's, you know, and you get a disease about that, that's, that's just, just tell you, he ain't never going to be a good quarterback or even a decent one, because he's too busy reading comics and eating donuts and whatever else he's doing, and not paying attention and putting full effort into his job, so, you know, we should cut his ass as quickly as possible, um, Fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, um, at the end of this month, the Raiders have off-season workouts, which you know Bruce Gradkowski says he's going to be there. Um, so it's it's voluntary, but you know if Jamarcus decides to show up and and if he's not in, you know lost any weight, you know whatsoever, I, if I was Brad Roll, the uh, strength and conditioning coach, I'd just say, Al, dude, this guy. It's not doing anything we're putting in this part. Let's get rid of them, you know. Well, hopefully that'll happen. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd like to see this guy succeed. You spent all this money on him, but, man, it, you know, how are you going to cure laziness? How can you? Well, that's my take, Raider Nation. Um, one more thing, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, I love what you're doing with the, with the website, saying, having all this, you know, videos. Of our teams, that's great. I don't know how you guys have find the time, but I'm glad you guys do it. And go Raiders! First of all, um, on Cornell Green, the penalty machine. I gotta say, good riddance, brother. Uh, I liked Ellis too, man. I liked his attitude. I think he was a true Raider, more so than a cowboy. We should have got him a long time ago. One thing I will tell you though, Justin Fargus, who we did cut as well, was supposed to go. To the Chiefs. Well, guess what? They got Thomas Jones instead. Yeah, that's the fearless Thomas Jones from the Jets. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a brutal season for the Raiders because they picked up a very good running back. Uh, and Justin's still out there. So, as far as Jamarcus, man, <laughs> Jamarcus being a lethargic, do we need to have someone tell us that? I mean, come on. 
Uh, that's just like you have a bad case of acne and go to the doctor and say, hey, what's wrong with me? Uh, look at your face, geek. You, you got a bad case of acne, man. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious the guy has no work ethic. Uh, my prediction is that he will come to camp. He will come in camp overweight. He will be dressed in a big, huge plastic bag so you can't see how fat he is really because he's going to have no choice if he wants to get paid this year. If he wants to make the roster, he's going to have to show up and uh, stop eating those Skittles. I don't have much hope for the guy. Uh, I hope for our sake I wish he'd turn around and become the best quarterback ever in history, but it doesn't look that way either. So thank you for the props too. Raider Nation, don't forget, man, we got these videos on our site, RaiderNationPodcast.com, of all the games, the 2009 season, the 2002 season. Uh, we got highlights of Higgins, Fargus. We got highlights on all all kinds of cool stuff on there. Check it out. Randy does a great job of putting it on there. And uh, it's nice to see in the off season, if you know what I mean. Thanks for the call, L.A. Raider. Always a pleasure. Last but not least, my good friend, the Surface Raider. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. Um, Surface Raider calling from the UK and uh, just keeping an eye on what the Raiders are doing in the offseason there. Uh, now we're entering free agency and uh, surprised that some of the guys were released. Um, I can understand where they're going with it, although I think Fargus has probably got a bit more left in him than they're crediting him with. Uh, on the plus side, I guess it means we'll see more of Michael Bush, which can be no bad thing. Um, and I think that splitting the carries between Bush and McFadden, if McFadden's used properly, could bear fruit. Uh, good to see the back of Cornell Green. That's no bad thing. Um, the line is still looking shaky. But what I'm seeing is a lot of people going out the Raiders. I'm not seeing a lot of people coming in at the moment. And uh, some pretty inexplicable um, draft picks they've attached to the guys who are restricted free agents as well. I mean, the Stanford route one at a first and a third. I just don't get that. Um, and Kurt Morrison at, at a third. Uh, has anybody explained to Al how you use the original pick? I mean, some of this I just don't get, firstly. And I know I've had a pop at Kurt Morrison a few times, but he's worth more than the third-round pick, um, particularly if we could move him to the outside and utilize some of his speed. Uh, anyway, don't know what's going to happen next. Basically, they need to start bringing some people in because all I've seen is talent flowing off the team at the moment. Um, I was hoping for something big at the beginning of free agency. That hasn't happened yet. Uh, I guess we're going to be combing through what's left over, looking for a bit of value, and then going to the draft. But, uh, hey, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Watching with interest. I'll be interested to see what you think about all this, actually, really, Greg. Uh, that's about it. Go Raiders. Surface Raider. I'm out. Well, here we have it. The one Raider fan that agrees with me on the Kirk Morrison move. I don't get that either. Third round tenure is not enough for this guy. He's a good outside linebacker, and they're hard to come by. So I, I just don't get it. Um, but who knows? Maybe he fell out of favor with Al. I have no idea. Uh, he is truly a Raider. His family has been Raiders their whole lives. I don't get it. Um, but you know what? We have seen a lot of talent shed from the team and not a lot of talent coming in. You're right. Uh, I can, That only means to me that they're looking at some draft choices for what they've gotten rid of. Uh, let's just hope they get some offensive line help and defensive line help and that middle linebacker that we've all known that we've needed for some time. Uh, if we get some protection for Gradkowski, it could be a whole new season for the Oakland Raider Nation. Uh, that means the fans. We could actually see some wins if they keep Jeff Fatass off the field. 
the fact that he's going under treatment or he's been seen in Arizona practicing is just a bunch of fluff to this Raider fan. I think that's some bullshit. I think he's a complete bust. There's nothing that can save this kid. He shows no talent. And like I said before, I don't want him coming in here and having a halfway decent season because it's not going to go good for us because I could see next year being a complete bust again. Now, he has to come in and be a miracle, take us to the playoffs for him to for him to get any better in my book. Thanks for the call, my brother. Well, Raider Nation, once again, another episode of Raider Nation podcast is in the books. And you know what, man? We got a lot to do between now and the draft. I haven't seen very much action as far as the Raiders go, but we should see something happen in the next month or two uh, before the draft, line up to the draft. The draft is scary for me. It's always scary, especially under this current regime. It's tough. So, uh, man, I just don't know who we're going to go with. We'll know, we'll know a little bit more uh, next couple weeks where the, the Raiders are heading. We'll see what kind of plans they're making. We'll see who they're getting and who they're cutting because there's more work to be done in the free agent market. It's not over yet, folks. So we shall see. Uh, we're lining up some places, uh, some things that we got to get done. Offensive, defensive line is big time necessary. The Khalif Barnes move still is a head scratcher to me, folks. But anyway, we got things going. We'll see. I put the money down for my seats. I hope they make a run for something that's worthwhile to this Raider fan for sure. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.